I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Have you all got your headphones on? Yes, yes, definitely. Well, check this out. I'm Gary Lineker and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Oh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an evening with Gary Lineker. I mean, the football ramble. Uh, James or Jim is here. I am. Pete is here. Hello. And Lukey is here. All right. Gentlemen, um, and this is a question from Toninho, uh, an email that came in. Who is your favourite unsung hero? Who, who are you looking at first, Marcus? Have you got any preference? Shall I go first? Go on, you then. go first. Um, uh, Peter Beardsley for England. Oh, yeah. Mm, good. Because... Um, our man who uh, introduced the show there, Gary Lineker, would often take the uh, applauders, and rightfully so, he scored a lot of goals, but Beards- without Beardsley, the assists that he provided... Beardsley was very industrious. Mm. And I, I think it does depend on how you bracket someone as an unsung hero, because you're very unlikely to forget who Beardsley is or forget his role in the team, oh, I think. Okay. Um, for me, an unsung hero would arguably be someone like Dunga. Dunga well, okay. would go about think... his business in front of the back four and just let other players play. Yeah, that's a good yeah, shout. Yeah, but I think Dunga, Didier Deschamps, players like that are renowned for doing that. You know, so that it always becomes full it's circle. A, yeah, it's a tough. Okay. It's actually a strangely tough question. I mean, well, at the was... top level of football, it's difficult to be absolutely it's like Cloud McAuley is always noted as being underrated but he's, he's the most rated underrated, underrated player <laughs> in the history of football <laughs> well, Tim right. well, well Tadinho the guy who emailed in um, he's said Dennis Ber- uh, Dennis Irwin sorry Dennis Bergkamp's hardly an unsung <laughs> hero uh, Dennis, Dennis Irwin. Irwin yeah that's yeah. not a bad shout I, mean, yeah. I, would, I would accept yeah, but that you, but, uh, but from what you're saying look, you do remember Dennis Irwin you see from my point of view is when England would, would win back in the day it would often be oh Lineker scored a hat-trick yeah, Lineker 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 and they forget the, the vital contribution that, that Beardsley brought to the team. Yeah, no, That's the kind of angle I, that I'm coming at it with. I, I mean, obviously I'm going to remember who Dennis Irwin is, well, yeah. but what I'm saying is when people... Put it this way, if you're listing the sort of team that won, um, I don't know, the double for United in 93 or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. or 90, 94, um, and you had to list the 11, the, 11, the first 11, then you may forget Owen, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You may forget, I don't know, someone like Henning Burr right, a Johnson. bit later on, or Ronnie Johnson. Yeah, that, that's for me, that's what an unsung hero is. Okay. And, and I know, I take Jimbo's point about the sort of underrated, rated player, but Dunga, mm. for me... Would be the very embodiment of. Oh, no, I think I think yeah. Dunga's a, a good one, an unsung hero. You could win the points with that, depending on what the other boys say. Okay, uh, well, I am. I th- again, I don't know if this one counts, but I think you got to look at the context in the defence this man was playing in. I think, considering the sort of giant he was playing alongside and the giant he was in front of, that Steve Bold deserves a good shout. <laughs> Steve Bold was a, a massive player. He He's was a forgotten immense. man, really. Scored some ways. goals in the, the Cup Winners' Cup, was yeah, it? Yeah, well, on yeah, the way to the final. Fantastic defender. He's not been in the, in the public eye quite so much since he's retired. 
Mate, yeah, I, I think, think so. I think so. Oh, I think uh, yes. Yeah, because he was an absolute rock at the back. He didn't get the credit he deserved purely because yeah. Adams was, you know. But that back four is what heralded, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like like a back six once you put Keown and, (laughs) to a lesser extent, Linnigan in it as well. And the linesman. (laughs) (laughs) Good shout. Thank you. He's the real unsung hero, Peter. Uh, Well, I'm usually criticised for using Newcastle players unduly, but I don't think I've done it for a couple of weeks. That's yeah. not true. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you've done weeks. it since we last recorded. Yeah, I was going to say, so you are correct, say, a couple of weeks, actually, yeah. Steve Watson. For, uh, <laughs> he was, he was industrious. I just thought he never did anything. Well, no, he, did, he played. You're every... unsinging him now. Hear him out. Yeah, sorry, sorry. That's sorry. not the Steve Watson I played with at Farnborough College of no, Technology, he's, incidentally. He's won every, he's on, won every shirt from two till 11 in the relegation, not the relegation, the uh, promotion season under our really? DLS. Yeah, he wore every single shirt. And he was just Wait, the one game? At the same time, look at this. <laughs> he's a big lad but no he was an incredible he was just such an industrious sort of he would just fit into any he just could do a job anywhere yeah. and he did he played a lot a lot of matches um, in every sort of uh, he played like behind the striker he played uh, he would get like clubman of the year like most well, yeah, improved he, he, exactly <laughs> yeah. but yeah he was he was just a fantastic sort of player that, that fitted yeah. in everywhere and he, he got a lot a lot of appearances Laura Laura laughs Laura Laura laughs yeah I, I'm going to give you the points there Pete oh, yeah, that is felt your heartfelt plea uh, for that I'm going to give it and he practically got his knees and begged for the point <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he hasn't won you know, you've just bowed down to mawkish sentimentality yeah. he's yet to him I was actually going to say Nicky Butt until I realised that Pele actually uh, <laughs> gave him <laughs> player of the century or whatever <laughs> <it was>. so <laughs> I, I thought no he is quite sung well cheers Toninho yeah Toninho Toninho yeah yeah so look like a little Tony yeah Mini, t- t- yes, little Tony, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, let's move straight on to uh, the signings and all the craziness that's been happening in the world of football, which is where we tend to operate. Yeah. Michael Owen's the big one. Mm. Yeah, that's I, out of left field, that was. Didn't I see think that coming. he can't believe his luck, can he? I know. He, do you reckon he was like when he was doing this brochure he was like make sure Fergie gets this honestly yeah. I don't care who you send it out to just make sure Ferguson gets it and it's obviously worked yeah it, well I don't know Ferguson's probably read it on the internet I'm sure these people are going yeah yeah we'll send it to him Michael we'll send it to yeah. t- just just stick it in the post of Phil Brown and tell him you sent it to Ferguson right yeah. <laughs> uh, do you reckon I, I'd love to know what um, what the reaction was immediately when Ferguson rang up yeah, because I mean, I mean, well, he, he rang him up and he said, um, "Do you want to meet for breakfast tomorrow?" And then he told him <laughs> over breakfast. So Michael Owen must have been thinking, "Nah, yeah, nah. Michael- he, he must just want breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> surely not going to ask to play for Man United. If all else fails, we're going to get a free breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lose. I can't lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, but maybe he's going to think. Maybe Owen was thinking, is he going to start asking me about my horses? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Was that, that, he may have thought that uh, was what the situation was. Yeah, because yeah. he's been out of that game for a while, Alex Ferguson. Yeah. But uh, let's not go there. No. Um, no, I think I think it's a great move. I mean, he has well, taken a big. Do you really? Do you honestly think it's a good a good sign? Do you? No, no. I think it's a great move for Owen. Oh, of course. I think, I think given know, the just... circumstances, it's a reasonable punt for Man United as well. I think so. They're not paying the they massive can't really amount. Lose, can they? No transfer fee. I mean, sticking one over on Liverpool. However hmm. much they deny that's any sort of motivation, it is, it Ferguson is, is going to love that if it comes yeah, off. Yeah. If he scores against them, could you imagine? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the sort of money situation? It's fifty is grand it, a week. Is it fifty grand I'm a week? I think I've heard. I thought it was less than that with players you play. I, I expect to learn about that if he plays and scores here and there and stuff. Yeah, if, he, if he scores a hat trick every game, <laughs> then he's on fifty grand a week. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, bear in mind, I read a really good point about Owen a little while ago. He hasn't had a pre-season in yeah. years because of his injuries and this, that, and the other. Well, mainly is in, in well exclusively his injuries. Yeah. But um, he's seen you know, now. The pre-season. He's, now, well, now he's got some a time, some time to get a decent sort of preparation in. He's only twenty nine. Yeah. Exactly. I think I mean, he's, he's still a good player. Around, There's right. no better place for him, is it? I mean, I wrote, I wrote a piece uh, for Football 365 recently about how I thought Owen was um, 
outdated in terms yeah. of what, what an people... An anachronism. Yeah, yes, because what people expect from strikers now <laughs> is so much is. more. There's, there's not really a place for poachers now. No. So I'm going to be made to look like a massive twat if he scores loads of goals. <laughs> it, I, mean, I think, I think what will happen is, and it's been said by other people sort of more learned than me, is that he'll probably become a new sort of soul shire. Mm, I think that's the intention. Yeah, I, I think and if you're fighting a battle and, and trying to win competitions all over the place, Champions yeah. League, League Cup, FA Cup, Premier yeah. League, which United are, then... You can never have too many of those sort of goal right, getters. That's right. No. I mean, uh, the reason I don't know if whether he's a good goal scorer or not is because simply because, like, like you say, Jimbo, he's not. He's not really been injury free for for a while. No, it's, so, such a, it's, four, it's four seasons, isn't it? Since he came back from Madrid, and I mean, they have just signed uh, Gabriel Oberten. So st- a lot of people are reacting to that as quite a strange signing because apparently he's really sort of stalled. He looked like he was going to be a very, very good player, and yeah. he's just kind of but stood still for a while. But Bordeaux. Are, um, you know they don't seem that sad to see him go. I don't know too much mm. about him to be honest. I know he's well, on no, lo- lo- well, Lorient for a, for Well, that's a while. what I was going to say. I mean, he is another forward as well. Yeah, okay. but I mean, they have just one lost, for the future probably. Well, they have just lost Ronaldo and Tevez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's quite know. interesting that uh, they're obviously not trying to replace Ronaldo with like this one big superstar. Yeah, Ferguson is very good at sort of mutating Man United to play in different ways. Oh, and I think absolutely. He's, he's very absolutely. obviously doing they, that again now. They, they've absolutely. dealt with losing players as big oh, maybe maybe not quite as big as Ronaldo but big players in the past yeah. Yeah, and they've always and they'll adapted. deal with it again yeah, I think so and also don't Paul forget Lintz, that, for example well there's just one example yeah. <laughs> Jordi <laughs> Cruyff yeah, <laughs> yeah um, have they got over that though mm. I tell you uh, Ferguson says the, the, the player that they've missed the most and the biggest mistake he made was letting Jap Stam go yeah yeah, yeah 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 definitely but you know they've, United obviously recently famously um, changed their transfer policy didn't they so they're going to be signing a lot of young players now they yeah. won't be signing players over a certain age 26 which so. sort of almost rules out Ribery anyway yeah well yeah I, I don't think they're going in for Ribery but it, it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens there they're not on, on paper it's going to be a very tight season if the squad's sort of stays oh, so. as they are I hope so but uh, you say they're not going in for Ribery everyone else is though yeah Hasn't he said Real Madrid or nothing? I don't know. By the time this comes well, out, yeah. he could have gone someone to three Someone said clubs. that he said Real Madrid or nothing. Probably someone from Real Madrid. Yeah. No, well, no I'm sure I read a direct quote from him. Yeah, I know, but, yeah, but, then, but then, <laughs> still. No, but yeah. then he came out and said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And then you hear these quotes. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. We don't know. It's all conjecture. Uh, but they've got Benzema. Real and they've Madrid. got Raul yeah. Albiol from... Uh, Valencia as well, which mm. is a really good sign. That is a good sign. They're building some side. They are. They I really are. If they can get the balance right and Pellegrino can stay on top of it, mm. it's going to be. They're going to be some side this season. So, but yeah. where does your man from um, Valencia play? He's a defender. He's a defender. I was going to say because that <laughs> they're, again they're doing <laughs> yeah. the same old, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's Perez, but, it, but it? it is. Yeah, you're right. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic forward line that they're going to have. I mean, if they oh, can yeah. add add Ribery to that as well. I mean, this Gonzalo Higuain. I know I'm always singing his praises, but he's yeah. a really really good player yeah, as well. Yeah. I'm sure Raúl's going to sort of pick himself, yeah. uh, regardless <laughs> of what happens. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see how they compete with Barcelona because you know, but the beauty of Barcelona is the way they, they gel and the way their yeah. players rotate yeah. and they let the ball do the work it's and there's such an engine. It's not a team of is it? No. Even though it's got superstars in this yeah, team, yeah, yeah. they're very much a team of aesthetic. Yes. Yes. But I mean, as we've said before, Kaká and Ronaldo are both players you build a team around. That's but right. now that they're both in there, it's going to be interesting to see what Madrid do. Obviously, Pellegrini knows what he's doing, so it's, it's going to be potentially phenomenal I just, right I, there. I, w- I would love it, though, when the team's... And the El Clasico and Barca well, just hammer them again. Yeah. That would be oh, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Imagine it. But the thing is, is it really does um, sort of start to look like what we were talking about a while ago, which was is it a genuine power shift from English football's dominance to Spain? Yeah. You yeah. would be surprised. I mean, we're presuming a lot of things. We're presuming that it all goes well. And, and as we all know, it has gone wrong with Real Madrid before. If they get it right, it's not. It's not. 
it could be yeah. a Barcelona Real Madrid Champions League final. I think the thing with sort of the English dominance at the moment is that it's four teams. I mean, Arsenal even managed mm. to get to the semi final, whereas in Spain, it's always going to be Barcelona and Real Madrid. You've got anyway. to look at those sort of other yeah. teams going for the sort of third and fourth spot to see if it will shift like that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see it a little bit more balanced. But something else I was going to say about Real Madrid is you've got to look at the players they're sort of looking to offload. There's like Wesley Schneider in there, like yeah. Rafael van der Vaart, Mohamedou Diara. Okay. He's phenomenal. Hunter he's Hunter he's Hunter exactly. Well. Hunter Hunter All the Dutch players, basically, and Diara. Yeah. Yeah. So Diara is exactly what Arsenal need, and why that link hasn't been made. I don't know. I know he's been injured, but it, he's just exactly what they need. Apparently, they're willing to let him go. Hmm. Buy him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe Manchester City will. Yeah, why not? Because uh, Gary Cook's trying to get his hands on Samuel Eto'o. Who's, who's have Man City actually signed anyone at all? They've signed Rocket Santa Cruz. That's gone yeah. through. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're after. I, I heard Bellamy's on his way. Yeah, I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. He's always on his way. Yeah. Who's he pissed off now? Yeah, exactly. Himself. Um, <laughs> and, and Chelsea have signed Yuri Zhirkov as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a lot of money. Great I know he's a good player, but it's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. I think transfer fees and the size of them are becoming less and less sort of relevant because they've been just sort of bent out of all kinds yeah, of recognisable shape by Real Madrid this summer. I mean, Alonso, uh, sorry, Benitez is talking about forty-five million for Xabi Alonso. I mean, obviously that that's to scare off players. It's supply it's and demand, off... isn't it? If they want them that much and they've got the money, yeah. we've seen that happen before. Yeah, we? I know, yeah. but it's every time that happens, it inflates the market a little it, bit more. I think you're right, James. I think the fact is they've paid eighty million, around eighty million pounds for one player, around fifty-six million for another. Benitez is like, well, you're not going to get my man. For 20 million pounds no, absolutely yeah. yeah Glenn Johnson has gone for 17 million pounds and no disrespect for the, to the uh, toilet uh, seat stealing twat but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's, he's, a, good player, he's a good player he's a good player but 17 million pounds he's I not mean, worth that much no, money but it's a simple as you know that's how the, how inflated the transfer market has got now I, I just think I think you boys are, are, if, if you're thinking about it that way you're absolutely right and obviously it's silly money and it has been for a very long time but if, if Benitez will argue that if that's the only player he needs and they win the Premier League next season mm. for the first time in 20 years or whatever it is then it's worth every penny isn't it yeah it's about speculating I, 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 what I, I, you're going to get I in return. See what you mean. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But yeah, but it's a dangerous game, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, I would argue that look, Glenn Johnson is the be- was the best right back in the Premier League last season. So if that's the best league in the world, and he's arguably the best right back in the best league in the world for whatever they say or whatever they think, then he's got to be worth that. That's that's just that's just a devil's yeah, advocate. I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess that's the, the sort of logic. But we've had it so many times. Point of view. Well, with Liverpool, we've had it so many times, or we just yeah. need one or two more players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Mm. It would be interesting because I mean, they 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 were very good last season. Liverpool. It'd be interesting to see if they can sort of stick amongst it. I mean, they, they, t- they took it to the f- pretty much arguably the f- last two weekends of the season, yeah. which is great. Absolutely. I don't think Manchester City are going to get John Terry though. No, even if they do offer him, wow, you know, royalty. I'll tell you what, I, I'm not sure if I completely agree with that. Really? No. Genuinely. They've not said out, they've, they've not, recently, this week, they've not um, come out and denied... Well, there's apparently reports that so. John Terry's pissed off about that, isn't there? I don't know if you've read those too, but apparently he's upset that no-one's been on the phone to him, but, you know, it's all... Well, I've heard that here, John so. Terry is seriously... Stupid. Oh, yeah, no, I can confirm that. Oh, he's dad, <laughs> of, dad of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right? It wouldn't be my choice in the month of Sundays, but he got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's his best award he's ever See, won. See, my and dad is a womanizer, and, I know. and my dad <laughs> pisses in a toilet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my dad, Ooh, Ian la, la. Campbell, above John Terry. Only one of those is true, by the way. Only one of those is true. <laughs> yeah. um, I was about to say, I wouldn't have nominated for Dad of the Year because I know why he shouldn't have won it, but I wasn't going to. But you've gone and said so. Well done, James. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Th- I'm not saying anything to go. I'm not saying oh, you've heard it here first because I genuinely don't know. But all I'm saying is, I, I wouldn't be fallen over in shock if he moved. 
That's what I'm saying. Because he's not come out straight away and said anything. But and is this because of the money? This is It's because of the money and because he's looking probably for his last big contract. Uh, and it's the only chance he's going to get to get any sort of move if, if he ever wanted it. And it's not been categorical. I mean, Chelsea sort of didn't say anything for a while, but then they said something. Yeah. And to me, the silence from Terry, and I know he's on holiday or whatever, the silence from him sort of made me think, I don't know, maybe. I mean, this summer we've seen so many crazy transfers happen that it, would, it wouldn't even be that weird mm. now. I don't think it would happen this summer, though. I think Christmas, maybe. Really mess it all up. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> Dear, oh dear. Paul Lintz has gone back to MK Dons. Mm. That's yeah. where he's gone. Was this towel between his legs? Can we confirm that? Well, or not? no, he said he's got nothing to prove. Um, <laughs> so, the, I love you Paul know, you've got to respect the self-titled uh, governor, haven't you? Exactly. Oh, dear. I've got just... nothing to prove but my brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old piece of paper with shoot written on it. I've brought it. Don't worry, lads, I've brought it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oi, sit down, boys. Half time, sit down. You're gonna like this. <laughs> this is everyone Premier listen. Quality. Everyone listen. Everyone, it'll be quiet. Stop talking. Listen. Fucking shoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it. Guys, was. guys, guys. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone back there. So MK Dons must be over the moon. Uh, to be fair, he did a good job at yeah. MK Dons. It has to be said. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't fare so well with Blackburn. And Di Matteo, who was and there, Di has Ma- gone to West Brom. He has gone, which to is West cracking Brom. because he's gone about it the right so. way. Yeah, he has gone at the right yeah. way. West and Brom I'm glad West Brom, West Brom. Well. I think Di Matteo do well. He's, he's he's shown that he's decent so far, and I'm pleased they've got someone who's potentially decent. I keep saying decent, sorry. I'm pleased to see they've got someone potentially good to take over from Tony Mowbray. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it was a, it was a shame for them him going to Celtic. You do you do get understandable, these, of course. Yeah, I was going to say you do get yeah. these things where it's a shame, but a lot of the time it's but nice to the, see clubs do say, well, you know, I can't really stand in their way. You know? yeah. yeah, they want to go and do. Well, something he, he used to play for Celtic, and he's not going to massive get, club Champions yeah. League football. You can't blame. What them other Champions League football club is he ever going to? Uh, with respect to him at the moment, is he going to be able to manage? There's exactly, probably not, exactly. not many. Yeah, exactly. Well, not any probably. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, it's like you say. It's good to see when sort of managers do do sort of start off lower down, even if it is just the championship, which is you know obviously only one division down. But you know, I, th- I think Alan Shearer deserves praise for uh, for that. He <laughs> 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 deserves praise. <laughs> we all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think, I think Hang on, Pete saying something. I'm sorry, Pete. I think we're there. He's holding out, isn't he? I think. I think it would be stupid to come back now when it's all up in the air and there's no guarantees. He needs, yeah. the, he needs a bit of money behind him. Do you know what I think it's of... like, Pete? I think it's in like in a Bond film when James Bond's trying to think about how he can get out of a hopeless situation. <laughs> I think know, it's more like a bit more time. How am I going to get out of this? I think it's more like Carry On Football. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Every time he walks into a room, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird. What's going on at Newcastle? It's just the players are talking about leaving. Yeah, so they had in transfer requests. Let's say Shearer is unveiled. There's been like um, mute mutinies before. Um, I think in the 80s there was a big player mutiny, and it was like th- through like really journeyman midfielders having a pop. Presumably, it's not the same players now. It's Stephen Taylor, I think, is upset. And the song was it? It no, was I, I think the going to move anywhere, to be honest, because he, he's been excellent all season. Um, Might be lazy, saying Joey Barton. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does he care enough about anything? That's no. Joe Barton probably hasn't even turned up oh, to pre-season yeah. to worry about that. I think he even knows they've gone down. That's <laughs> a guy, yeah. guy knows a Newcastle season um, ticket holder up there. He works in one of the local gyms where often the players uh, come in and use all the equipment. And it was they were doing pre-season and um, they were doing some training thing in there. And uh, they were all in the, uh, they were all in the pool and. Um, doing lengths and one thing and another and he was in the jacuzzi my mate and Joey Barton got out the pool where they were all swimming going up and down and just popped in the jacuzzi and he kind of looked at him and was like shouldn't you be there with all the others and he was just like no I can't be bothered as soon as Caldwell and some of the other training staff turned up 
Joe Barton immediately popped out straight to the jacuzzi, banged straight in the swimming pool, and started doing lengths and stuff. God, that's exactly like, what I imagine. Nice well. schoolboy. Yeah, but surely when they walked in, they'd say, "Hang on, Joey Barton's obviously cold. Yeah. He's just come out of the jacuzzi and into the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's smoking a cigarette, <laughs> stabbing out on, on swimmers in the fast lane as he goes by. He's drowning a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's coming along with a bag full of old kittens, un- unwanted like Christmas pets, <laughs> just drowning him in the pool for a fiver. God, he's found a family of dodos. Oh, he's stamping on them. <laughs> Did you see Ronaldo being unveiled at Real Madrid? Mental. That was quite something. It's like a bloody U2 concert, wasn't God, it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> stage. Do you think that's what he's been promised before every game? <laughs> yeah, so. what we'll do before every game, we'll put that catwalk up, you can walk up and down. It was, I've never Don't seen even it. have to play if you want. I've yeah. never seen anything like it. Did, when did you see what happened at the end? Well, go on. The pitch invasion. I never saw it, I heard about it. It's ridiculous. Just, I mean, it was real chaos. One guy got up to Ronaldo and he hugged him and he looked delighted and stuff like that, but it <laughs> quickly <laughs> turned violent. It was just... <laughs> Wait, it just in terms, in terms of the security, just oh, trying to control people. So even the guy was hugging him, he's like, yeah. actually, you Ronaldo are a dislikable character. But I'm not being funny, even, even if I was... If Pompey signed... <laughs> Uh, you can't compare. Well, I'm just saying, why are people reacting like that? Right, okay. I mean. I'm not saying we're as big a club as Real Madrid, but if Pompey signed, you know, one of my favourite players of all time, um, I wouldn't be running onto the pitch and, like, do you know what I mean? It, which wouldn't happen. TGA, TGA. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious. Um, Still good, it? though. Still I, good. I don't, I, don't like, um, I don't like the fact <laughs> that he's wearing number nine. No, he's CR7 to me. Yeah, uh, he's been saying that he, he's very, he's obsessed with the referees. Uh, he's sort of saying they're very soft. They're very soft in Spain. These referees. Oh. Was he sort of cuddling one at the said. time? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he also say that um, he's worth more than eighty million? It's like he's pissed off about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been undervalued. Yeah, he is like a real pantomime villain. He's he? a <laughs> massive twat, isn't he? <laughs> have, have you have you heard where his um, his his debut might be? No, it could be in uh, in a suburb of Dublin. Of course, yes. Because Real Madrid this month are off to play Shamrock Rovers. What, in a friendly? In a pr- well, it's not exactly a La Liga match, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know, Marcus. Well, you should by now. <laughs> I've set Blatter. He's gone mental again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean he's woken up yeah, yeah. for the day? Real Madrid aren't the biggest team uh, playing there this month. Uh, it's you, a Newcastle as well, yeah. Are they? Yeah. That's an annual thing, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a league game. Have <laughs> <laughs> some of that. Come on. Boom. Yes. That's a high five. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, Shamrock, our... Um, are hosting Real Madrid, they've they've got uh, three thousand five hundred is the capacity, but it will be boosted to ten thousand with some temporary uh, temporary seating. Okay. Um, but the Shamrock Rovers chairman um, Jonathan Roche is giving it the big one. I think it's fair. He's to loving say. it. He, is. Well, he, he said that there are a lot of similarities between Real Madrid and Shamrock Rovers. <laughs> if I'm not being arrogant. You are. Um, <laughs> well, you're not being arrogant, you're making things up. <laughs> yeah. Just being completely delusional. Yeah. We're, the, we're, the letter R is prominent in both of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're both members clubs owned by the fans. <laughs> so an immediate similarity yeah, there, yeah. I think. Both your balls on a green pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously they're much bigger, but we're both the biggest club in our respective countries. Possibly true. Yes. <laughs> Possibly true. Yeah, I mean, Barcelona might be bigger than Madrid, yeah. but yeah. Shamrock are definitely the biggest club in Ireland. So, if anything, they've got one over Madrid there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're used to playing uh, European teams at the top level. I'd like to question that. Uh, we haven't done it. We haven't done it in twenty years. But this is a <laughs> bit of us getting back up there. Maybe it's big for Real Madrid too. I like this guy, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I like him I think a lot. He's funny. Um, a sober interview might have been more accurate. <laughs> oh, stereotypes. Yeah. Well, yeah. just so... he's Irish. Is he, though? Dunno. Yeah. So, um, 
There you go. Shamrock Rovers, we uh, wish you all the best. Another man who's um, arrived in a country with uh, massive expectation and elevated status is Darius Vassell. <laughs> Apparently. Is he actually signed for that team? I don't know. Is, is it... And Karaguku? And Karaguchu, yeah. I think yeah. We'll go for that, we'll go for that. Yeah, yeah. Darius Vassell, there's talk of him going to Turkey. Yeah. We're not sure if he's actually been done yet or not, no, so we can't say. No, yeah, but he's definitely gone there, hasn't he, to, to, for a yeah, trial. Yeah, there was a, a massive... Uh, huge, there was huge a banner saying, uh, we are more than a club, you are more than a player. He's <laughs> definitely uh, just a player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go as far as to say. Have seen a video of that game he had good for England once? Yeah. Really came against off. Turkey, When he scored against Turkey, yeah. He is ridiculously quick, Vassell. Yeah, but he can't do anything else. When all is said and done, he's got pace. He's got pace, and you can't buy that. Well, you can't buy that, they have. <laughs> we haven't, we well, can't teach it. We haven't seen him for a while, though. Maybe he's lost that. He's getting on now. He is. It's an odd one. Can I, can I be uh, controversial slightly? So I don't Please. think he's a very good player. Just, well, you can be do controversial you slightly. Go ahead. Hmm. What is it you were going to say? He's not a very good player. Oh, right. Yeah, he's, not, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's played at a good level, though, international. I think he, he was one of those players that had a lot of promise, and he sort of got drafted mm. into the, to the England squad for a bit. And, he, and, he, and to be fair, he wasn't terrible, but now he's almost... I hate to say he's been found out, but he's not really progressed. Well, he's, he's been a bit part player for such a long time. Yeah, for, for, for a couple of different clubs as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, Turkish League's obviously not a, a, as good a standard. Uh, it's not. But, the, the but this t- side he's going to aren't obviously one of the big Turkish clubs either. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think... I'm not surprised if they're really happy to see um, a former premiership... Well... I suppose you could say current if they haven't signed him yet. Yeah. Premiership player come along and it will give them exposure well, as well. Well, the Premier League's got so much exposure. Yeah, days, exactly. I mean, yeah. Every, I mean, it's almost like a um, a badge of honour in itself that you've played in the Premier League probably to a lot of other, without sounding sort of arrogant about it because we all know that it's overhyped and stuff. But if, if, you, if you're coming from a Premier League club, I mean, and you're going to a Turkish club, they probably think, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that an English player has gone out there well don't mean to, to sound it. cynical, well but it. I definitely will. Do you think it's maybe something to do with these new, t- new tax laws? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt Derbyshire went there, didn't he? I don't yeah. think that was... That a was fair play to Matt Derbyshire. Yeah. Well, he's, think, on, he's on a full-time... Well, Matt Derbyshire, full-time. I think that's a different um, kettle of fish there because Matt Derbyshire, he's only 23, and he has moved to Olympiakos, who are one mm. of the big sides in Greece. yeah? Yeah, yeah. permanent. And because he, he went out on a six-month loan deal um, back in January, mm. and uh, he scored 11 goals um, since he's been there. And uh, and won the Greek Cup yeah. with them and scored two in the final. Didn't really? This is one of the. This is meant to be one of the best games games in kind of Greek Cup history. Yeah, um, yeah he played a, a massive role there. They were two 0 down, and he, and Derbyshire was brought on at half time, and uh, three minutes after coming on, he scored, uh, and then um, they got it back to two. Well, this is with AK Athens, who were massive rivals, obviously the two yeah. big the, the big sides in Greece, um, and then AK Athens scored. Um, what seemed to be the winning goal in stoppage time. However, um, Derbyshire popped up with the last touch of the game, pretty much, to, <laughs> to, in the sixth minute of injury time to make it 3 all. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then it went to uh, penalties, and uh, Olympiacos won 15-14 on penalties. <laughs> That's cracking. And Derbyshire was man of the match. Brilliant. I love it. He's, he's, he's not only is he he's enjoying his football, he's playing first-team football, he's scoring goals. Yeah. He always looks a good player. Love yeah. the fans already. He's he winning was, things uh, as well. It's brilliant. Yeah. He's like the darling of Greek football. Good on him. I'd love to see him get an England call-up <laughs> at some point oh, down the line, just as a sort of message to other players. Like, you yeah. know, if you do well elsewhere, you'll get a shot. Well, at least he's he looks regular. a good player in the Premier League. He did look a decent player, yeah. So, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's there. We have an Englishman playing abroad. I think that... Yeah, yeah he's, not he's, in the, not, he's not... No, he's not exactly what you're going to say. I was about to say, he's not in the most Hall of Fame, but you carry on, Matty. You never know. You know what I mean? You've began the walk. <laughs> if we're still doing this show 15 you, yeah. years, you, you very well won't be in it. You can <laughs> achieve anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, sticking with uh, English players abroad, 
Uh, Glenn Hoddle's Academy has been uh, in the news recently. Mm. Um, and it's... Uh, we talked about this academy. He's got it... Um, it's based in Spain. Um, and the main objective of this academy is to get former Premier League and Football League uh, championship uh, scholars back into professional football after they've been released uh, by their clubs. And I, th- I think, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, it's about a six-week kind of program that's the the main aim of it you know they come in and they, they and they try and uh just really work on the ball skills and do all the back to basics you know and Hoddle said yeah. the, the improvement is is incredible you know and and, and this lad um Akichianya, um from Oxfordshire he just got a move to Sevilla that's <laughs> it, that's phenomenal isn't it yeah he's he's 20 and, and he's 21 which is reasonably getting on for late in the day for, really, for yeah. a footballer. He was, and he was a winger. And how, uh, how does that happen? Well, this is the, the this is how well, he's converted him into a striker, Hoddle, hasn't yeah. he? Well, again, I mean, Hoddle is tactically good. You know, yeah. he's tactically sound. Sorry, and uh, he said, as you say, look, he, he was a pacey winger, but they saw something, they switched him to up, uh, centre forward, and uh, he's. He's but, but here's a guy who's played, you know, for Wickham. He's playing at a decent level uh, of professional football. He's 21. Hoddle suddenly changed position, and yeah. now he's playing for a top La Liga club. Or he's been signed. Many, he's been signed by a top La Liga yeah, club. How many players have fallen through the cracks? You know what I mean? That's it's incredible. Yeah. He um, ended the season in Northampton, from Northampton to where he is now. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. We, had, we, we had an email from Taylor. He's actually talked about this, and what he said is he said. What we, he'd be interested to know is if, if that's the future of academies, so privately owned academies by ex pros, well, yeah. yeah. are, 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 the, are become the, the sort of main produ- producers of, of young players because they see see th- other things in players that maybe other people don't see. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, that could be a situation. I mean, this could be the first of many. The floodgates yeah. could open. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it'd be fantastic. You could have a lot of play, sort of ex players that are great coaches in their own right without actually being attached to a club. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's it's right. a great breeding ground for actual sort of new new coaches that, as well. It could be, it'd all, be brilliant for everybody. I think also as, as it is based. In, in Spain, this academy. You know, if you're a youngster, you've just been you've been effectively kicked out of the game. Um, you've got an ex-player, a big ex-player like Hoddle, saying, "Well, come to Southern Spain. You know, a bit of football and sunshine, pal." They'd love that, yeah. and, and immediately they're abroad. And those, the thought of a signing for a foreign club isn't so foreign. Yeah, you're sort of breaking you know. yourself in a little bit. Easier, exactly. Right? I, I think I think it's a fantastic thing. Do you think I he think... looks at them and he thinks, you know, I see something in that kid that not a lot of other people do. That he was definitely good in another life. I'm going to give him a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go down to South America because we like to. Woo! Um, the uh, Argentine Clausura uh, um, Championship has had a storming end um, to the to the season. Uh, Vélez versus Huracan was the final game there, and it was between these sides for the championship. Vélez needed to win. Hurricane, uh, Huracan needed a draw. Vélez won it one nil. Um, it's the first time. It would have been the first time Huracan won it for ages as well. They they just seem to always slip up at the final hurdle. Yeah, yeah. it's such a shame, really. Um, but it was it was a real it was a huge game and uh, in the nineteenth minute the the play was uh, the, the referee had to stop play because um, giant hailstones were, were pelting down on the pitch and, and sent the players running for cover. So even the I weather, thought you were going to say giant haystacks. Yeah. <laughs> the way you giant said haystacks that, waded onto the pitch. The way you said they had giant hailstones, I thought he sort of meant people had brought hailstones with them. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it blatantly came from the clouds, all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'm, uh, even blatantly came blatantly. from the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I d- I, even the weather was playing its part. Yeah. Um, and, well, the weather's looked down and thought, I'm having some of that. Yeah. It's, it's dramatic. <laughs> I want to be involved. How can I make this more mental? Oh, yeah. I'm weather. That's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so they were uh, they, they had to uh, stop play for about um, twenty minutes or something. There, it was like twenty minutes of added time in the first half injury time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it? it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and Who then the, sunk it. And then in the second half, uh, there was a mass brawl between the players and, and anyone else who fancied it for about that was about ten minutes. Some, some, <laughs> apparently, uh, some granny came out who ran on the pitch and a Velez top and started leading the fans. In my head, song. this happens every game in South America. Yeah. I know it yeah. doesn't. In my head, this fights every game. I know, yeah. I know all this because I was supplied um, information from uh, our mate Rupert from SouthAmericanFootball.co.uk, who we often mention on the show. But it is a really good website and it gives you a lot of all this um, kind of Madness. marvelous stuff. Um, and and this is uh, this probably does happen every week down there. The, the, the fans were trying to scale the twenty foot fence um, that they still persist with um, down there. Those kind of fencing. What are they trying to do? Get on the pitch and score themselves? <laughs> <laughs> How's it going to help? It's a classic example of those things you've not really thought it through. Yeah. You just think it would be a good idea. When you get there, you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, well, I'm on a fence now. Oh, I'm over. It's, a, it's, uh, a, it's, ah! it's like moths near late. Uh, <laughs> I like football. I want to get closer to football. Yeah. As close as I can get to football. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cracking. Yeah, but it's like, and, and again, South America shopping for this. If, 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 if there's a massive big traffic jam, the guy 17 cars back will go, well, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can I make this a little bit more sort of uh, annoying and, and tense? Yeah. <laughs> really loud noise? Like a really nice, sort of invasive. But how can I make this less organised? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if I can just finish off by saying that um, as they were trying to scale the 20-foot fence, the local fire brigade had a good idea themselves. So Why they... were they there? <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> having good ideas, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Granny <it's>... singing. <laughs> it's like a constant brainstorming <laughs> session yeah. down there. But they started to hose them down. <laughs> trying to shoot them off. Trying to shoot them off. Um, we're not talking about a garden hoser, are we? We're talking about a really oh, heavy... Oh, you're talking yeah. about the proper ones. The proper ones. <laughs> the long and short, the of, it, the long and short of it is, people, I don't know why we started talking about this but we did and that is Argentinian <laughs> football yeah. love it yeah, absolutely love it. And, and it is worth noting that the Copa Libertadores final <laughs> is underway not currently as in the first leg has been uh, played Estudiantes Cusera 0-0 and one Sebastian Veron plays for Estudiantes I like that it's two-legged do you? yes it's, it's so a bit different. old school it's it's different. Different. UEFA Cup, Cup used to be yeah, yeah. Last show we mentioned that we were going up to Birmingham for a six-a-side tournament, um, which was uh, football three-six-five one yeah. uh, for all the guys on the forums and so on. There was a team from Southampton, Cardiff, Sheffield, uh, quite a few. There was local a drunk teams. team, wasn't there? There was a drunk London. team from London. That wasn't us. <laughs> no, uh, no. There was quite a few uh, teams from Birmingham. There were 12, 12 teams in total. Stanley so, was difficult. We, we tried our best. So we had eleven games. We had eleven games. We had eight, eight of us with uh, eight players. I um, banged my finger on a football. Didn't he I? did. Yeah. He did on a football. A moving one. Blood, sweat um, and tears, wasn't it, Jimmy? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, it's finger. worth to say that I think we were definitely the best kitted outside, thanks to fitnessbox.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah. That was and my nickname on the field as well, Fitnessbox. Fit- was it? Yeah. <laughs> fitnessbox. Shitbox. <laughs> no, to be honest, <laughs> how good were those... I'm not just saying this, because But the kits, man, you usually... We the best. No, but usually, though, <laughs> usually the football kits can be a little bit warm. They'll be a little hot. Especially amateur ones. They're, they're long, they're misshapen. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed that. I enjoyed they were magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. So and thank you very much, once again, to, to finish spots. Who, 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 is it fair to say we were also magnificent on the pitch, Mark? Well, let, let's. We played eleven matches, ladies and gentlemen. We lost one. That was disappointing. Um, mm. We drew two. Slightly disappointed. We won eight, um, which all in all was enough to see us uh, win the whole bloody thing. <laughs> Get in, Anvil <laughs> Force! <laughs> Taking We've the trophy back down the bloody M40. Leaving yeah. it in Matt Riley's car. Yeah, we, yeah, we left the trophy. We'll get it back, though. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks to and the other boys who played with us. Alex, yeah. magnificent tackler of the ball. Yeah, he was. Paul, 
Great shooter of the ball. Yeah. Mm. Matt Riley. Great, great shooter. Great runner-offer of the Matt ball. Matt Riley's all action. He's all action. He's all, all action. action. And Rupert, who we mentioned from the South American football. Yeah. Scored an absolute cracker. Scored an absolute you, cracker. At the risk of this only being relevant to a very select amount of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we won. It was great. We had a good day out. Thanks to everyone who organised it. <laughs> Email time. Ooh. Mm. In, so it is. Yeah. Right, boys. Uh, what emails do we have? Hit me with them and the listeners. And yourselves. Shall I go first then? Go on then. Hello, Ramblers. Hello. Avid listener of the show here since the days of Chrissy Apples. Yeah? Blimey. In the day. Wow. Back in the, day. the good old days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but he said he's usually forced to listen in six month segments when he's on holidays he doesn't commute into work. Mm. Anyway, he's wondering. I don't know why he's told us that, but. Is he on a sabbatical every uh, now and then? Possibly. Okay. Anyway, he was wondering what sort of football type games you used to play as kids. I used to write down 16 team names on a bit of card and do my own FA Cup style draw then play out each of the matches by rolling a dice for each team acting it out in the garden with my mate or playing it via Sabutio against my sister until she trid on my goalkeeper Pete have you sent this in? <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible uh, but yeah for your information Belgium won the 1991 Dice World Cup with, uh, with Enzo Schifo scoring 29 goals in the tournament as he was the only Belgian I knew Hey, you're a good player as well but he says you won't have heard of this tournament because it was pre-Richard Keys and therefore didn't actually happen <laughs> and in, in the history of the entire tournament there's never been a goalless draw thanks for now keep up the good work Matt and Walsall thanks well, Matt that, that is a email. superb email so, I just played uh, I just played FIFA 95 quite a lot oh yeah you, you middle class people with your computer games yeah, consoles I, had, uh, I played Kirby World Cup oh, oh, Kirby was textbook yeah. sensible just, soccer as well yeah, remember sensible soccer, soccer. Oh, it wasn't sensible at all was it Kick off. Sensible soccer was cool. Sensible soccer, but you could be a team named after flavours of crisp. There was sensible about that. I think you find that was the custom teams. I think you'll find sensible soccer was a deep and meaningful soccer management simulator. Experience. Yeah, you'd have twenty-five seasons. It was great. Every league. I think this man's more talking not of the computer. No, the games we played. Knockout Wembley. Yes, knockout Wem. Knockout Wem. Doubles. I grew up in Scotland, so they. They called it Hamden Doubles. Did they? Yeah. People, well, no. people down here sometimes call it Cuppy. Are you playing Cuppy? <laughs> well, it was actually Hamden Double sponsored by Iron Brew, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously, yeah, Knockout Wem. Um, what other stuff do we use? You have seven buys? Warley. Warley. Yeah. Warley. Yeah. Yeah. Or Bari. 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 Yeah, the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what, what was that one? Seven buys. What's that? By, uh, well, hang on a minute. Cross, you're just basically crossing. Headers and volley, sort of. Yeah, yeah, of yeah basically. Yeah, yeah. Football yeah, yeah. over the park in general is just the best thing, yeah. though. When oh, games would be like again, 44 no. all. Did you boys yeah. used to get it when there's loads of people, it suddenly yeah. became Ultimate Park? Yeah. <laughs> so we used to call it 20 each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then it got crap. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't knock it around, could mm. you? But anyway, uh, next email. Who's got it? I reckon Pete does. Ramblers, following your last podcast when you asked, where is Francis Jeffers now? I can reveal that the formidably crap striker now plies his trade <laughs> with my club, the mighty Sheffield Wednesday. That said, he is only the third choice striker. Bloody hell. <laughs> Do they play one up front? His uh, career strangely mirrors that of uh, Sheffield Wednesday, once considered fairly decent, only to fall into the depths of shiteness for far too long. Thank you very much, Phil yeah. Kirby. Ah, yeah. that's go. where he is. There's, there are occasional gaps in our knowledge. Not yeah. many, but sometimes. Franny <laughs> Jeffers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Arsenal Hall of Famer Franny Jeffers that's what it should be <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimbo do you have one I do um, far away damn you ahoy ahoy ramblers weirdly uh, same intro uh, congrats on the big win in Birmingham thank you very yeah, much uh-huh. uh, out of interest what number do you all wear your mate Tim Lovejoy apparently wears 14 he claims because of Johan Cruyff who he saw on Tinternet keep up the good work Ramble Force Oh, J- Tim Lovejoy wears number fourteen because he's a substitute in the game of life. <laughs> <laughs> An unused substitute. Yeah, mm. there's nothing to do with you and Cruyff. He, can, oh. he shouldn't be mentioning himself and Cruyff in the same sentence. You know, you know, Ian McShane, <laughs> the most egotistical you know, fucking wankers. Ian McShane <laughs> is the person <laughs> who does the voiceover on that says, "This is Sky. You're watching. Oh, sorry, is it? You're watching Sky Sports, oh, yeah, which makes, makes me feel. You know, when you think back to Tim Lovejoy saying that he wishes he had an influence on the game, right? That the fictional antiques dealer Lovejoy. <laughs> Yeah. It's got more to do with the game than Tim Lovejoy. And that's Excellent. how it should be, Jim. And, and that how it, that's how it is, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what number do we all wear? Well, I wear number one. Yeah. Well, I won number four in the tournament we just had. Number four, Lukey Moore. Yeah. I, uh, Bobby I Moore. Num- I won number nine. Yes. <laughs> PD9. <laughs> That'll be the funny stories. Um, I'll do one. Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would do one. <laughs> See that junk? Oh, that's a bit hard. Um, uh, let him. Sorry. Let him do. Well, one. Uh, this is one about uh, Jean-Louis Trio, the Bordeaux president. Yep. He, 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 metaphorically murking Sunderland in the face. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Jean-Louis Trio. He's going to enjoy that. The Bordeaux president has denied that French champions have received a thirteen million pound offer from Sunderland for Marouane Chamac. The Moroccan forward has one year left on his contract and is wanted by Arsenal should Emmanuel Adebayor leave. This is what Trio's got to say about the whole thing. We never received an offer. What the fuck would he do at Sunderland? <laughs> You've heard him say he'll only sign for a big English club. I don't want to insult Sunderland. Well, you do and you have. <laughs> but I don't even know where they finished last season. <laughs> You've done it again. Yeah, that's a damning indictment. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. He sounds awesome. <laughs> he sounds great. Yeah, bring him over. Um, Christ. Dear. I've got a story as well. Um... From Colombia, would you believe it, right? This is tragic, but maybe a little over the top, right? (laughs) A Colombian soccer player shot and killed a fan, as if, like, separately, uh, for calling him lousy on Sunday. Definitely over the top. That's like a harsh insult. Mm. Days after the player's team lost the local championship, police said. Uh, Javier Flores, a midfielder for the Atletico Junior team of the Caribbean city of Barranquilla, ran from the scene of the shooting but soon turned himself into authorities. Witnesses told police... Witnesses told police Flores shot Israel Castillo with a handgun after the 27-year-old electrician called him a maleta, which in Colombian parlance describes a lousy player. Just uh, that's, that's, calm down, that's too South much. America. Yeah, but, but this yeah. is, I mean, <laughs> the obvious thing to say is... Um, Reducer. <laughs> but not the obvious thing I was thinking of. Um, oh, dear. I love the way you'll turn the whole continent to calm down. Mm. Calm down, South America. <laughs> Europe cares. You're too hot. <laughs> <but not anywhere. laughs> Some of you's too high. <laughs> Get down from there, Bolivia. Yeah, peace on the streets, y'all. <laughs> um, who, was the, who was the player who got shot after the own goal? Escobar. Andres Escobar. Escobar. I met a lad from Burnley. Who in a... shot him? No, yeah. <laughs> He's I'm... claiming it. <laughs> on, on his Facebook page. I met a lad from Burnley in a hostel room in Lima in Peru. Who and reckoned... we had a lovely time. And we had a lovely time. <laughs> and he reckoned... Sounds like a song. And he reckoned that he snorted cocaine off Andres Escobar's grave. <laughs> That is R.E.S.P.E.C. That's some claim. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Did it just happen to be there? Thought, <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. It's growing on it like moss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, that's what people are leaving is their flowers. <laughs> Love Charlie and stuff. <laughs> Go on then, Peter. Okay, um, we move to <laughs> Romania. Georgi uh, Popescu, the famous Romania captain and Spurs defender, he's admitted to being an informer for the country's secret police during the communist era. <laughs> I'm prompted. Bought out oh, by the, the Pretty much, pretty much, Luke. Uh, well, uh, Popescu's admission comes only three days after he denied the allegation, calling a newspaper report that he had been an informant a big old lie. Uh, in an interview with a newspaper, however, Popescu did say that he did write four informative notes about teammates and other colleagues when he was playing at uh, like passing around the classroom. About the teammates? <laughs> I don't think he admitted anything when he was at when Spurs was, or anything like that. Justin Edinburgh, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, well, that, you don't have to worry about him. Dean Austin's eating a sandwich. <laughs> well, it says like for informative notes. Is it stuff like uh, Justin Edinburgh? He, he doesn't. He's not very good on the ball. <laughs> he's, he's suspect to cross it. Ian Walker <laughs> takes three bottles yeah. into the shower. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably Stefan Freud true. once had a plane flight change in Russia. <laughs> yeah. You know. But uh, when the allegations surfaced on Monday, the 41-year-old Popescu said he had signed an agreement in 1985 promising to, and I quote, defend the national interest. How old was he in 1985, then? Uh, He's early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Old enough to know better, Marcus. Let's lose Marcus. Um, in the latest... I don't think he had much choice in it, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, do you mind doing it? Yeah. Think it's like that, you know? You're going abroad, aren't you? Right, yeah. we'll Come use on. you. He did, uh, he did defend his actions. He said, even if I did write notes, I wrote good things. <laughs> I <laughs> praised those people. Yeah. Oh, he's a lovely little capitalist. He was writing notes about the Romanian players, wasn't he? Obviously not his Spurs I don't mates. know what's going on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That is Popes- Popescu to know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we can get him on the show. <laughs> hard, hard talk oh, yeah. with Luke Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to know the facts, yeah. Georgie. <laughs> There's waterboard, Georgie Babescu. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us what you did. Coming up on next week's show. <laughs> we gag Babescu. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gary Lineker. This is the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Can there be such a thing? <laughs> yes. Yes they, yes, they can, Gary. Yes, they can, yeah, gal. Yeah. And, and uh, there is. And we've got somebody new to go in it. May I present to you Eusebio. Oh, yes, indeed. Looking forward to this The Black Panther or the Black Pearl. Either nickname is fine. Of course, he was a former Portuguese uh, footballer of Mozambican origin. Being and a footballer is generally a sort of yeah. prerequisite for sort of players Barry Davis. entering in. Yeah, that's yeah. true. By the way, players. Like, like, <laughs> Luke has anyone made a more blatant attempt to try and shoehorn his own way into our D1 that's all the fame? I know, yeah. That's the only way he's going to get in. Mm, well, well, I, well, actually, I can't say that. Maybe not. I, Ian, Ian Selly holds the keys, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if we get these on the, the, the I, I reckon he'll probably talk Selly round. I yeah. think he's probably got the stronger force of will. And, and the, the, and the tan. And the tan. <laughs> the instructions come down on, on the, from the mount, where Ian Selly uses <laughs> the telegram down in the back pocket of Jose <laughs> Dominguez. <laughs> a carrier pigeon, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That'll um, be European trophy winner Ian Selly. Yeah. Can we go? Let's go back to Eusebio. Uh, Can we? De Silva Ferreira. Um, what a player. Mm. What a player he was. Uh, known for his speed and power and ridiculous right foot shot. Yeah. Have you seen. It's a sledgehammer. 
It's yeah. It is outrageous. I mean, and it's not a new it's not a new ball either. It's one of the old ones. And it hits the goalkeeper. I've seen a couple of them and it hits the goalkeeper and he's like, Oh, that looks like it hurts. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. It's some of the old footage. I've seen oh. where he takes a penalty and uh, the the camera's obviously quite old because it's quite old footage. And the ball's just in the back of the net before you realise <laughs> you don't even see it get there. So what I'm saying is he can officially kick the ball faster than the speed of light. <laughs> in yeah. your face, Einstein. Yeah. yeah. Always an advantage. And right, right in, his, in, in the face it goes of <laughs> Einstein. Um, <laughs> please cut that out, Pete. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, he began... He grew up in, as I say, he was, uh, he's from Mozambique originally, uh, but moved to Portugal when he was a young lad and uh, moved to, to Lisbon, in fact, in his late teens. And uh, he began his playing career with uh, his local club, uh, sporting club, Lorenco Marquez. Um, but by the age of 18, his talent had been spotted. And uh, this, there was a fierce bidding war between um, the two Lisbon rivals, Benfica and Sporting. And it was so fierce, in fact, that he actually had to it, it's as if flee Lisbon uh, for a tiny little Algarve village. And when the dust has settled, he finally um, signed for Benfica. Well, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some, like some j- kind of... Joust in the <laughs> <laughs> some kind of literal... slapping each other with duelling gloves. Yeah. Go on, some literal tug of war, perhaps. I don't know. But, <laughs> do, you think, um... do you think one of the clubs took like an actual Black Panther in to try and sort of? <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Now you can have him. We don't want him anymore. You can sign it. Yeah, he's mauling all our other players. <laughs> yeah. um, but he was signed for seven thousand five hundred pounds. Um, so that wouldn't, been, that wouldn't have been a sort of insignificant amount of money. That, that, no, no, that, that was a fair. That was a fair old whack. Um, in his second outing um, as a Benfica player, it was a, in a friendly tournament in Paris. He scored a hat trick against Santos, Brazilian side, who um, had a little lad called Pele playing for him. Wow! Oh, hey. So what about that? Um, he's, he's proved him wrong. Sorry, <laughs> 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 I don't know what I meant by that. Yeah, because yeah, Nicky Butt isn't the greatest player yeah. of all time. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there we go. Um, yeah, it just had unbelievable success um, with Benfica. They uh, most notably won the European Cup in 1962 when they beat De Stefano's Real Madrid um, in the final 5-3. And, some game, that is. Yeah, and uh, they're also European Cup runners-up, 63, 65 and 68. Um he scored twice in that final as well when they won 5-3, so it's absolutely phenomenal. And he won... Uh, he was the first winner of the European Golden Boot Award, oh, incidentally. Mm. Uh, in 1965, he was European Player of the Year. He won the Portuguese First Division seven times. Uh, <laughs> he helped. It sounds like he did this on his own. Yeah, well, pretty much. Did. Five cup wins... Um, it, it just absolutely phenomenal stuff. He just ridiculously successful there. Um, really, re- that that sort of record. That is one of the things that you know sets the bar of what success is. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? If, if someone can achieve that, if that is an, a, a possible thing you can do, mm. that's what that's what you can aspire to. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I think with Benfica, I think in his second last season with Benfica, he scored forty goals in twenty two matches. Or something like that. <laughs> I mean that's with a cup competition and a European cup. Absolutely. Competition as well, well wow. in all um, in all the league matches in Portugal, um, he scored three hundred and twenty goals in three hundred and thirteen league matches. Unbelievable! It's just uh, more than one in one. <laughs> Which Before is you, f- start, you basically if, if you Savio is in the team and you're playing against him, you're basically giving him a goal head start. Ben, Whatever ben, happens, that is crazy, oh, Benfica are one point three up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal, and. Um, yeah, in in the late seventies, uh, he went to play for two minor Portuguese teams, um, and then later went uh, to the North American Soccer League. Um, Nazel, 
<laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, he played in Boston, uh, Toronto, and Las Vegas. Not massively successful there. It was kind of winding down. It was... I don't think that's why he was there. No, probably... <laughs> was well, it to pra- neck out. practice his English? Yeah, perhaps. It was, yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he had to retire due to his, uh, his all the injuries, and I think particularly with his knees. But uh, but his international career was quite something. He's he was the all-time leading scorer for Portugal. Um, he scored forty-one goals in sixty-four matches. Um, until Pauletta surpassed that. Oh, yeah, I forgot I, I think that's a shame. I think they should have dropped Pauletta, because to have that player with the record is not, <laughs> not quite the same. Well, well, Pauletta was Pauletta, a, uh, isn't he? one of Perez Saint-Germain's finest, Pauletta. Good player. I'm not saying he's in the same league, but, I mean, it is what it is. And know? he's not in the same Hall of Fame, either. No, he's, no, he's not. Um, and just for, being, just for taking Eusebio's record away from him, he's not ever going to be, either. No. no. I've ruled on that. And then you are the ruling on many things in life. Not this way, am I? Um, but uh, yeah, he was, the, and he was the leading scorer at the 1966 World Cup Finals, where he scored nine goals. I think that's what I remember. I mean, obviously, it's difficult. Well, that's the footage I've seen mainly. Yeah, of, you of th- your you saving, you're it? not realistically gonna, if you're sort of our age, because how football was then, you're mm. not really gonna see him in, sort of on video week in week out playing for his club side. I very much remember him through sort of older relatives talking about him as an international footballer. Absolutely. And, and 1966, he was you know probably mm. arguably player of the tournament there. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and, and also the '68 um, final when Manchester United won. You know, right, he played yeah. against he played uh, Best game, and all those guys. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he, he was um, because Portugal got to the semis in '66, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. And they and they got knocked out by England. Yeah, he yeah, scored yeah. The, the Portugal goal. Um, he also scored four um, against the uh, against Korea um, as they were. There. That's the one with the penalty. Where he bullets mm. the ball in. It was one of them as a penalty, wasn't it? That's what it I was is, talking it about. Is abs- if anybody, if anybody can see that footage of Portugal versus Korea in, in the '66 World Cup, you are right. Look, it's just a thunderous shot. You it's think ridiculous. Of the same way. He, he bends down to pull his sock. Yeah, that's right. Takes he's about th- two steps. Top corner. And actually, the, the football almost, in the words of Jamie Redknapp, literally explodes off his foot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a funny. He's got um, set a record um, that if he scored the most penalties scored in, uh, not including penalty shootouts, he scored four penalties in that tournament. Mm. Um, but in that that game against. Korea, they were three 0 down Portugal, and the footage you say, just sort of goes, well, "No, I, mean, I think I think we're going to go through here." <laughs> and he just they win five three, and say so he scores four. <laughs> it is just sensational. You, you know, um, you know, um, it is Roy the Rover stuff. When you say that he scored four penalties in that tournament, it just makes me think that, like, because the the sort of. Um, yeah, the and they were, they were from from Portugal's box as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the gap between the teams who were decent back then, teams that weren't, he just yeah. must have got fouled so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, hence against, the four penalties. Well, basically. again, yeah, absolutely. Um, a foul was a foul back then. Oh, wasn't it, it was. Well. You, it was a knockout. You had to go some to get Jimbo, a penalty. The penalty against Korea, he gets butchered about three times. Yeah, in a it's row. shocking. Yeah. It's you, you absolutely. Know, have you seen it, Pete? It I've is seen, it's I, shocking. And, and I think I think in that competition, I think I've seen three or four goals from him, and they're all from the right coming in yes mm. just to make the most of the angle and the power yeah. just yeah. to take the keeper's face off it's wonderful <laughs> like, you, know, you never see him score like with his left or, or, or running towards the goal like he head on he melts the keeper <laughs> but the penalty is like you know that um, um, massing foul on Kanidja in the World Cup 90 yeah. it's worse gets than that three times around, it's like that times 100 yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's outrageous it's like a TKO do you yeah, know what it I mean really is. Wow. one of them's waist high yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely incredible but um, the, the English were so impressed by um, Eusebio Performances that they signed him. Portuguese did it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Former colony. Political. Um, that, that he was immediately added um, to Madame Tussauds. That is so brilliantly quaint. That's what isn't he it just? Isn't it just? Oh, well, it's finally not, relaxed. It's not quite the Dean Wenders Hall of Fame, but yeah. uh, but it's certainly up there. Um, but he never played at another World Cup Finals tournament, unfortunately. 
Mm. Well, um, he, um, he, he certainly set the world on fire in that tournament. Well, absolutely well did. And he is regarded as the greatest ever Portuguese player. And there's a bronze statue of um, of the Black Panther uh, in a proud place outside uh, Benfica's uh, Estadio de Luz, or Stadium of Light, of course. Yeah. Can't stop making statues of them, can they? No, no. no, no, no why bloody not? <laughs> exactly. So, and, and reminds it, me, I brought one in. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'd, um, <laughs> I'd love to see the Dean Windass Hall of Fame sort of Madame Tussauds. Our efforts at sort of making waxwork model. We should do it. <laughs> we should do it. I mean, Matt Letizia would probably be quite accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Davies made a blue tack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. But he, Eusebio is regarded as the greatest uh, ever Portuguese footballer. Incidentally, he got named Portugal's greatest ever player of the last 50 years. Of course he did. Who, surely the, of, of all time... What happened yeah. before? <laughs> 51 <laughs> years ago, was there a better player? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and to be fair to Portugal, they've had some all right players down the years. So, I mean, yeah. especially recently. Yeah, so with Luis Figo is obviously an obvious example. Uh, Who's in the Hall of Fame as well? He is, yeah. He's got someone to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some fellow that's just gone to Real Madrid. There. Actually, Eusebio was there, wasn't he, at that debacle? Was he? He was, yeah. Dear Eusebio is very um, active in football still. He's, oh, yeah. massively, massively. He's quite big on the old uh, in the international sort of setup as well. I, I think so. I think I think he is, yeah. But um, but like I said at, at the beginning of the profile, that it really can't be um, understated that he was. Yes, of course he played under the banner, banner of Portugal, but he really was the first African superstar in yeah. the game. He really was, and uh, and and he's coming into the Dean Menas Hall of Fame. Welcome. Come on, you Xavier. Come on Ooh. in. In you come, son. Obrigado. 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 <laughs> that is the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the, uh, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. We have a myspace.com forward slash footballramble. have a group on Facebook, and uh, Luke is operating the Twitter machine. And uh, our website will be all singing and all dancing very, very soon, and which is, of course, thefootballramble.com. It's not going to dance, but it's going to be no. good. Well, it'll dance for me. <laughs> um, that leaves me to say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, Pete. See you later. Goodbye, Lukey. Uh, later, yeah. We're all off to uh, write some notes about Pete for the Romanian government. I sleep in the bath. <laughs> <laughs>